Welcome to the podcast. On my podcast today is Demetra Gonzalez Venezuela Morales. <laughs> Woodard, how are you? Oh, that fantastic on this terrific Tuesday. All right, she's dating my podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, she's not supposed to do that. Oh, she did it anyway. It's okay. Any day now, this will be released. Probably next week, coming to one near you. Um, how was your day? Good. No complaints. No complaints. Just making it do what it do, you know. In 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 corporate America, but it's all good. How long have you been in corporate? Ooh. So I've been in corporate America probably over 30 years now. Uh-huh. Um, I've been at my existing corporate America job. Matter of fact, March the 8th, I celebrated 19 years on the books, but a total of 20 years. My first year I worked as a contractor. So, yeah. As a contractor, what is it? Are you are you able to say what you do as a contractor? Yeah, it was it was the same thing. It's just I was not a full time employee. So, you know, you it's like you're working through um a service agent, you know, um okay. like the what what do they call them? Like the Sim uh, service. Yeah, but they call them placement services, I believe. Okay. Um yeah, because who I was working for typically uh, you got hired, you know, full time, and I did so, but but I did that for a year. Okay, so obviously it, it's it pays well, and you like it to stay for so long. Oh, absolutely! It has afforded me well. Amen to that. <laughs> Amen to that. That's always a big thing, right? You want to be you want to be paid like you weigh, right? Yeah. It's very hard, very hard in certain industries to get to kind of get that type of compensation. But I'm seeing it now more and more where jobs are trying to rehire and redo things like they're hiring people in to kind of like train them so that they get the correct employees so they don't have to continue the cycle of doing it. But that's only certain jobs, not all of them. Yeah. And it's very competitive out here now. Um, You know, then people are in the mindset now where, hey, I'm I'm just going somewhere else. If if you're not going to give me what I'm asking for. And what I'm also learning is it, it's not necessarily the money itself. It's the culture and uh, the benefits. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know there was a job opportunity for me to take that I did not because uh, it was during the time my mom was sick. Great pay, great pay, but they wanted me to start immediately. And then they didn't want to put time aside or move my schedule around me being able to get to the hospital to see my mom or be with my mom. So I had to not take that because I said, well, if I'm walking into the door like that, I can only imagine if I get sick or someone else gets sick, uh, yep. what type of what type of foolery I would have to deal with. <laughs> foolery. I like that word. Yeah, absolutely. It's one of the words I got from the homie. <laughs> he, he put me up on that. So, yeah, I use it a lot. So, yeah, that's why I like yeah. it. Yeah, well, it's either that or fuckery. <laughs> okay, stick with the foolery. Is <laughs> <laughs> it's one or the other, you know? And I, I use both of them. It just depends on the environment, you know. Right now, we try to keep it a little civil and, and grown, but uh, yeah, definitely. So um, for me, my day was pretty cool. I got a lot done. Uh, there's a lot of new hires, a lot of things that are going on, uh, and just trying to 
get everything together back on a pace where it normally where where it once was and it's kind of hard to do because all the pieces aren't there so you kind of just kind of like trying to force force them all together and and, and mm-hmm. make it make it work so it'll happen or something will happen cool all right so where where did you go to school as far as college so I went to the University of Southern Mississippi, Hattiesburg, Mississippi, a Mississippi girl, 87 to 91. Mm, telling my age, huh? Yep. That's you telling your age. I ain't tell you to do it. But, um, <laughs> I don't mind. I know I look good. I didn't say you didn't. You know, you actually do good look. <laughs> do look good. Here's the thing about looking good in this family. You don't even have to try. It just happens. Man, what? Them jeans run deep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's not that's not bragging. I don't want to. No, it's not. Because people, people, oh, he's always talking about. No, 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 no. Like, if you see these people, man. Yeah. If you just look at these people, yeah. you will go, man, what? What is that? Yeah. It's, it's, it's damn near all of them. And the only re- only way it gets away from you is if you don't take care of it and give it the proper maintenance. Yeah, uh, that's true. Yeah, but for the most part, everybody got everybody got good genes. Everybody. Everybody. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I often find myself, me and Ryan, be going back and forth and we be talking to each other about it. I'm like, man, it's it, whatever they did, you know, they sprinkled it in there correctly. Hey, you know, I don't know where it was. Dude, I ain't I, I'm I'm okay with it. Hey, hey, I am not mad. I, I I get up and thank thank God and the mirror, you know, not to, <laughs> a, a few times a day. What's that old saying? Are we easy on the eyes? Yeah, very easy, man. <laughs> Listen, I'll say I'll say this 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 someone said this years ago when we were younger. They said I was the ugliest of my two sisters. And that ain't saying much. That's what someone said. It's like he ain't he ain't ugly. They was like, well, he's the ugly side of him. Oh goodness, no, I ain't. We ain't ugly by no means. Mm-mm. God was good on this one. Cheers to that. Cheers. Uh, we drinking water, people. We are not doing anything <laughs> else. I'm detoxing and cleansing. Got to get my workout okay. in. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you went to college in Hattiesburg. You you were born and raised there. No, I was born in Yazoo City, Mississippi, uh, but I was actually raised in Ruville, Mississippi. Oh, I didn't know that. I had no ideas about no place mm-hmm. called Ruville until now. Now you know. That's where mom still lives. I thought she was in Hattiesburg. Mm-mm, that's Aunt Mary. Okay. That's Ryan's mom. I know which one that one is. I ain't that. I ain't that far. Back. <laughs> Yes, yes. All right, so you get your degree in what? I have an undergrad in industrial engineering technology. I have a master's in quality management, and I have several certifications in project management, um, life coaching. Um, um, Yeah, yeah, I have several uh, certifications, so yeah. What made you choose to get a certificate in life coaching? Oh, it's funny you asked me that. Great question. So 
I realized that I've actually been coaching for a long time, even in high school. And when I went to the University of Southern Mississippi, I actually went on a basketball scholarship. But my very first week at on campus, literally, I broke my ankle on both sides. Oh, wow. What? Yes. Yes. Broke my ankle on both sides. And so at this point, my basketball career is over because, of course, back then um, it wasn't the technology that they have today. So I literally walked on crutches for six months and then a cane another Ooh. six months. Mm. So, uh, But I was smart. And so my ACT scores were great and my grades were great. So they let me keep the scholarship contingent upon me tutoring the uh the football players um so I did that for a few years and and it it wasn't even about the tutoring it was really about the ministry and the counseling because you know it it just got to the point where okay bruh do okay at this point utilize what you have been given so that when you do get out you you at least know how to count your own money. Yeah. Uh, so it wasn't even about, you know, me tutoring them. It was really about me ministering to them at that time. So I've had a love for people for a long time. And the pandemic is what pushed me to, okay, I hear about this coaching stuff. Let me see what it's all about. Uh, because if that is a way to generate income, hey, I'm I'm about about it, especially if that's what I'm passionate about doing. Uh, because what I've learned is when you operate in passion and purpose, you also can get paid. Uh, so don't you know, don't be oblivious to the fact that, you know, you doing stuff for free because you don't have to um, yeah. because it's, it's money out there to be made. So I took the pandemic opportunity to um to to sign up for life coaching certification and and the way it, it fell in my lap I know that it was God given because it I was asked to be a part of this certification program it I didn't okay. I didn't even seek after it it just kind of fell in my lap and it was just a perfect time you know it was it, I didn't have to go anywhere all of the training was online because of you know because of covid and the pandemic so it was just perfect it just it was just a perfect time and and so I knew at that point I needed to just roll with that okay in the process of getting that did you have your own uh role model or mentor I should not say not not role model but mentor did you have your own mentor outside of your mom um yeah I have I have several people that uh, that I admire and and we we communicate on multiple levels and, and let me tell you what really sparked the whole life coaching thing. I have a good friend, old college roommate. Um, uh, her name is Tanja Smith. She you know she has several. She's an author, life coach. I mean she's huge in the life coaching business. She's the one that piqued my curiosity because you know I found out she had. 
she she has a teacher's keepers program that you know she she's big in California, big in Georgia, and that's what she does. And and she is so passionate about it. So when she come to visit, because we 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 remained friends even after college, and I you know kept in contact with her. And when when she started telling me about what she was doing and how she was really loving it, and I was like, man. I was like, sis, I, I I really need to get into this. And she was like, yeah. She said, although you do what you do and you do it well, when it comes down to that money piece, people people need to see that paper. And the paper meaning that license part. Um, although she, she said something that was really valuable to me and that stuck with me, she said, it the paper doesn't validate you because you've already been validated. But when it comes down to the business part, you need it. Um, mm-hmm. So I was like, well, that 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 makes a whole lot of sense. So that's why I just took the leap and just, hey, let me go and do this. It it it, it this opportunity is not. I won't get this opportunity again, especially how it came to me. Uh, so yeah, yeah, that's how I and and yeah, I have several people that. Um, I, I, of course I have a coach myself. Um, a matter of fact, um, uh, the, the lady where I got my certification from, she is actually a coach and a mentor to me as well. And Hey, I tell anybody, even a therapist need a therapist, you know, yeah. even a pastor need a pastor, you know, you gotta, you gotta have somebody to talk to. You gotta have somebody that you, you know, you bouncing stuff off of. You ain't, listen, you the smartest somebody in your circle, you need to get you another circle. Mm-hmm. Um, so you you always need somebody to 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 be able to bounce things off of. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. It's good to know that you uh have the network and put that together because uh when I do my the, the mentor work when I'm involved in it, you often the, the uh, young guys often ask me, do you have someone to talk to? And I go, oh, yeah, I got three or four people that I talk to. Mm-hmm. And they go, really? I was like, yeah. I was like, everybody should have someone to talk to yeah. because you want to be able to help those in need, but you also need to help yourself. And you also need to, sometimes there may be a point where you need to unload or you need to be built back up spiritually and mentally. Absolutely. So you you you, you absolutely need to have people in your corner that you can talk to Um um, and bounce ideas off of or just just be be fed so you can get through your day or through your week or, or whatever Absolutely. it may be it, it's it's very much needed i'll say that it's well needed very much needed mm-hmm. um and, and there aren't too many people that i do let inside of that circle uh because though that's important information that's that's private information and I, you don't want it to be shared with everybody but everybody else, they get the spin job. If I don't know you like that, you get the spin job. I tell you anything. I tell you, I walk dogs for a living, you know. But it ain't, and if you believe that, you just believe it. I don't care, you know. Well, so. I've, I'm, you know, I'm at an age where I, it doesn't even, yeah, I don't even use my energy to even talk about it, to even bring it up as a subject because, you know, first of all, I'm not going to even allow you to come that close to even asking me those type of questions. So. Just me though. Yeah, yeah. I just do the spin job. <laughs> I just do the spinning. You know, I, I I kind of enjoy it. I think I get entertainment out of watching people think they know the truth. Oh, and they see, don't. see, see, see. Just just causing mess. Just causing mess. <laughs> causing mess. So you have your own mentors. Do you do your own mentor work? So, um, yes and no. 
um, because I do I, I I do partner with some others uh, where we have um, a few programs where we mentor young adults. Um, so from a standpoint of so so here's how I look at it too. So and because I am in the ministry, I do it to me is ministry and mentor. So there's this piece of me that I'm doing ministry work, just full ministry work. And then there's this piece of me, I'm going to say on my, on my job that I'm mentoring. Um, And, and so, because I have people that come to me on my corporate job that are not even team members, they come out to me outside of, you know, my direct organization because they've heard that I am a great mentor. Um, so I've helped, you know, people get ready for promotions. I've helped people, you know, get into management. I've helped people to just just kind of, you know, straighten up on that, help them with a career path. So yeah, I, I got this twofold thing. I'm 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 definitely a mentor in corporate America because I do understand that is an assignment of mine as well. And then I have my ministry slash mentor work. Okay. In your ministry, do you sing? I do. I do. Okay. But you know what? I have not sang in a long time because now that I'm in a different, um, um, I joined another ministry. So I didn't, I don't think, you know, see, somebody going to be watching this. I don't think they really know I can sing. And I'm okay with that because uh, I'm I'm okay with not having to go to rehearsal and all that. I was told that this family knows how to sing. I'm not sure if that's true or not. Um, for the most part, yeah, yeah, I would say that. Yeah, I I can carry a tune very well. <laughs> Me too. Hmm. Yeah. 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 It's there. Is there? Uh, I, I think once upon a time I heard uh, some of the aunts singing together. Really? When was there? Yeah. I ain't never heard that. But anyway, I was I was like, well, first of all, when have you seen all of them together anyway? But that we know. Hold on, we yeah. we ain't gonna we ain't gonna talk about that because even in the midst of having seen them together, some Ooh, some, okay. mad, some madness. It's a traumatic experience. Speaking about right now, I might cry. Um, I was traumatized from that. You know, I never seen them get together like that. Yeah. And, they, and they would. That's another topic. That's a topic where we talk about trauma. We ain't talking about trauma. Yeah. No, nah, we ain't going to do no trauma. But we can't talk about like uh, mentally healing. Do you find it hard or is it is it something that you get a joy out of trying to help people get to a better place? Oh, I get an mean? absolute joy out of it because it it's important for me. Um so first of all, you know, for me, mental mental health is health. And what I have um, been very intentional about in the past, especially the last 10 years, it, I, I would say even more, but specifically in the past 10 years is to get in that space where I am mentally healed. Um, I realized, you know, probably 10, 12 years ago, that although I thought I was, I wasn't because things things were triggering 
uh, mm-hmm. feelings for me. And I realized, I was like, okay, D, mm, something ain't right. Er, let, let's go sit on a couch yeah. and, and talk to somebody about this. Uh, because if certain things are triggering me, then obviously I had not healed from it. Um, so yes, when I get an absolute joy, when I talk to people and we're able to get to that root of what's keeping them from their goals, because as a certified professional life coach, I'm not a therapist. I'm, you know, I'm a coach. I'm trying to help you to get to a particular goal. But what I find in when I'm talking to clients or even when I'm mentoring people, I realize that they have a root of something that that has not been been resolved. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I'm very I'm very adamant to them to okay, you you gotta seek help for this because it's keeping you from maximizing your full potential. And and because of that, you don't want that. So I strongly suggest that you know you go talk to a therapist because this this is not this is not something a coach can fix for you. This is you need to li- literally go see a therapist. And 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 so with that, I'm I'm very intentional about my mental health. I have a strong practice, a strong routine that I do on a daily basis. Um, mm. I get up at three thirty every morning. Uh, I start my day first by writing three things that I'm grateful for. And although I've been doing it a long time, I realized that I really hadn't repeated anything because once you start something, you realize that the the magnitude of how blessed you are. Um, and, and it just kind of helps set my pace. When I don't when I don't get into that pace of writing the things I'm grateful for, doing my prayers, doing my meditation, going working out. When I don't do that, if I'm if I'm work if I if I wake up and I'm all discombobulated, my day doesn't go well. I have to take a step back and say, okay, you can't allow this to impact your in, entire day. Let this be a moment. So I literally have to take a a, a breather because I've been thrown off because I got out of my routine. Routine is is very important for me. I'm a very structured person. So um, mm. I have to somewhat stay in my routine. Can I be spontaneous? Of course I can. So can, you know, can things, am I flexible? Of course I can. But there are a few things that I am very strict about because it impacts my mental space. Absolutely. Uh, I wake up, I'll share mine. So when I wake up, I wake up, I do my stretches, I either pray or I meditate. Um, I eat fruit, I drink some uh, room temperature water, and then I go and take my normal shower and everything like that. So, and then when I'm in the shower, I talk positive, speak positivity to myself. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I do not write I have the three affirmations things. all on my mirror in my bathroom. I write, okay, you know, affirmations on my on my mirror just. I do that. I change them up periodically. They may stay up there a couple of weeks, but I'll, you know, change them up periodically. Yeah, you you have to remind yourself, yeah. uh, affirm yourself, uh, just yeah. to kind of stay in that. Uh, and I think I think part of that, at least for me, I know. I'll say this as well. I know how this family, what this family, I know what this family has been through, and the things that we have been through for ourselves, as away from our aunts and uncles. So I know there's a lot of traumatic experiences that have been passed down to us. So for me, that's not, it's not just, you're not just doing it for yourself, but you're doing it for, 
further generations for, and so people can see that like this is something different that has taken place within this family and within this person sp specifically me uh, i've done things to change i'm very introspective i sit home alone uh, i'll meditate i'll talk about i'll talk to myself about the things that i've done versus where i am right now uh and i'll also say that to heal for me healing years ago i guess about seven to ten years ago started with sitting with myself and saying what don't i like about myself and then what do i need to do to better myself and once i got to that point and you start looking at this list of stuff then you start looking at the things that actually have been impacting you why am i angry well these are the reasons why i'm angry all right why am i violent well these are the reasons why i can be violent all right what would I like to do to change those things? And once you start answering those questions, you start finding out there that the better person in you that exists is just been hidden beneath all this traumatic experience that has never been talked about and never been dealt with. Yeah. Uh, and I would like to suggest that anyone who is listening, when you hear this, you should probably do the same. And if you're not going to do that, you should just go talk to somebody. Sit on the couch. Yeah, healing is your own responsibility. Mm -hmm. Healing is not is not anyone else's responsibility, is your own responsibility. It absolutely is. Uh, I know people, or I come in contact with people from work or when I'm out, they they like to speak on what everyone else is doing or not doing. But it's all, but when you ask them, well, what are you doing? Is your life perfect? You know, and they're sitting there looking at you. And you, for me, I'm looking at you knowing that you have trauma. Knowing that there's something wrong because you act, you keep, you continue to speak on everybody else and what they're doing, but looking at you and asking you that, they act like everything is everything is okay in their world, and it's not, because no one is perfect. You just choose not to share what's going on in your world because you know it's just as messy as everyone else is. Yep. Yep. And oftentimes, when you deal with people like that, they still let to point the finger at you. But there's always a bigger mess behind the scenes with them. That's good. You know, like, I, and lately I just decided I was just going to avoid that. Like, just just go back into my own little, own little corner of the world and, and mind my business. So uh, to anyone who is listening, make sure it starts with you. Uh, mental health is important. Yep. I also say this because I said it, I think I said it on another podcast. A friend of mine last year, while dealing with my mom and her uh, battle with cancer, a young man who I was very cool with, he invited us over, me and several other friends. And when we got there, he blew his brains out when we got there. All right. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what he was going through. He never did tell us. He might have told his mom. I don't know. But make sure that you're doing your own check on yourself or maybe make sure that you're talking to the right person and confiding in the right people. But make sure that you do something to get help because it is well needed out here for years and years and years. Oh, sorry about that. I didn't mean to cut you off. For years and years and years, people have acted like they were okay. And no one is ever okay. We say that just because it's routine. Hey, how you doing? I'm okay. No one is okay. But go ahead. I, I was just going to say, when you, when you practice... Uh, self-care, because that's what it is. Self-care is not just about getting a pedicure, manicure, and a massage. It's that's the physical maintenance. Yes, that, that yeah. It's, 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 all, it's really about being in tune with you. And when you're in tune with you, you know when you're off uh, a particular day or time or moment. And 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 you you are then able to take a step back and say, okay, 
okay, now, first of all, why am I here in this space? Why am I here in this moment? What has me, what was that trigger? What, why am I here? You can then recognize where you are and you should be able to do something about it. But that's only when you're in tune with you. Uh, that's why healing is your own responsibility. And it's a process. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a process and you and you must be intentional about your process. Yeah, definitely. I'll agree with that uh, for me. And I can only speak for me. If I do not practice these things, I'll, someone is going to need bail money for me. So, and that's not to be tough. That's not to uh, try to sound gangster or rough and rugged, but this family is is a little off. And when, when things are not under kept under control, shit happens and shit goes the wrong way. All right. And for me, especially, I can only talk about myself. I know what triggers me. Uh, I've gotten to the point where I know how to deal with those things. But at other times, instead of just dealing with the person, I'd rather just leave people alone because there is a misunderstanding that these days and times, people think that they can say whatever they want. And that's fine. But there's a consequence to what you're saying. And I'd rather not show you. And I'd rather just leave you alone and get out the way because you're not worth the aggression and force that I'm capable of. Mm-hmm. And because I have so much to lose, I'd rather just get home and, and talk talk crazy on the phone to Didi, everybody else, and, and have a good laugh instead of doing what I'm capable of. So self-maintenance, self-care, mental care, it is very important to everybody that's listening. Make sure you have the right people around you to to to, to talk to. It is needed. It is much needed. Absolutely. You, you cannot heal. You cannot do well in life without having some type of healing on the inside health is wealth especially mentally your body needs your body needs to be healed correctly and and it needs to be a fine oiled machine fine tuned machine and then mentally you need to be as sharp as possible you need to know the things that trigger you in the wrong way and you need to be able to talk to people about it hey i don't like the way you said that i don't like the way you did that and if they don't comply if they don't agree with what you're saying that's not the type of person you need to be around Totally agree. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You cannot heal what you don't confront. So, you know, if you if you don't confront that, then what's the expectation? It's the same way with uh, your you expecting someone to read your mind. You know, if if you don't communicate your feelings, then how how do you expect someone to correct? what you know what did put you in that space of feeling so you you got to confront it you got to take a step you know you got to take that step and say look i'm a mess i'm i'm i am a mess yeah and and what i've learned is god can heal your mess he can turn this into a miracle uh but but you got to confront it Mm -hmm. and you have to admit admit that it's a mess just like they tell the uh the alcoholics Hi, my name is Matthew and I'm an alcoholic. Hey, my name is Matthew and I am a mess. And you have to be willing to say that and, no. and stand on it and say, there are things that I need to work on. You know what I mean? And that's the first step into getting to, into a better spot. Me and Alex was talking on the phone. The uh, Matter of fact, just yesterday morning, 
And and I and I was like, girl, you're gonna make this a tweetable moment, even though I don't use Twitter. I do post on Facebook though. Um, she said something that man that just really hit me and it made me really think. She said, she said, Mom, I was listening to this podcast, and the guy said, You cannot heal a body that you hate. Mm. I was like, okay, okay, okay. That's right. You you show right. And 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 in essence, what we got to talking about, and I was like, okay, that's probably why people fall in and out of this emotional eating. You know, they they fall into these different ruts, or you looking in the mirror and you don't even you 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 hate what you see because it's a difference. For me, I look in the mirror and I say, okay, girl, uh you you need to get rid of this food poo this stomach so what you gonna do <laughs> i don't necessarily mean i hate it i know i gotta do something about it but think about if you sitting there and you literally hate what you see so if yeah. you hate what you see you you're falling into this self-destruction i was like oh that was good that was yeah. really yeah you you sitting there looking at it you know it's you know what's there but do you love it Yep. Do you love it? And, and and if you don't love it, what are you willing to do to change the way it looks? Yep. Again, it all starts with self. All right. I have a question. Is failure a loss or is it an experience? Or is it just a failure when you stop doing it? I was just going to say, to me, I define failure as a part of your success. Mm -hmm. Because... When you fail, it doesn't mean that it's over. It just means that that's a lesson that you had to learn so that you don't repeat the same thing again. So it doesn't mean to quit. It doesn't mean that it's over. It just means that you need to do something different. Yeah, that's it. That's it. I've said it on a previous podcast. If if I haven't, uh, if no one has heard this yet. The man who invented the cleansing application, 409, he did not get it correct until the 409th time. Wow. So that's where the 409 come from. See, bum, bum. I learned something new today. I was going to I was going to get you with something, an uppercut, uppercut <laughs> a hook, a jab, something. I was going to catch you with something. You know? Learned something new today. Yeah. He did not get it right until the 409th time. Hence the name 409. So that man was dedicated to succeeding and getting the correct formula for a cleansing application. So yep. we all have to be dedicated to succeeding at whatever it is that we're trying to do. Application of information is important, but the consistency in doing it is, is, is a key as well. It doesn't matter how many times you do it. It only takes that one time to get it right. That's right. It only takes one time to get it right. So you just have to keep working and, and just know that your day is coming. I heard a story. Someone told me that a guy uh, dug for years into this, uh, into the ground for uh, this, to get some diamonds out. I forgot how the story goes, but he said he dug for years and years and years and years. And he had only come up on a few pieces of diamonds. And one year he got tired of digging and he sold the plot. And they said the guy that he sold it to dug two more feet and hit everything that he was looking for. Mm. And he wow. said all he had to do was dig two more feet. If he would have just kept it for the rest of the year and dug two more feet, he would have been rich. Wow. So I mean, it's I, not I, I even look at the, the company that I work for, 
uh, Fred Smith is the founder. And I don't know if you've ever read his story. Um, but, you know, first of all, the instructor gave him a, a very low grade on his paper that he wrote concerning FedEx. And um, and he tried to launch the company, I want to say two or three times and failed. Mm. Um, but look at it now. I mean, FedEx is a billion dollar company, you know. Absolutely. So um, it, I've, I've never looked at, you know, failing. Failing to me is a part of success. Um, you you got to be willing to keep trying. It just means that you just got to do something different. It's just a part of the experience. You know what I mean? You yep. see what the fail, you see what you did wrong, you correct it and you move forward. That's all it's there for. It's not there to make you look bad or beat you up or anything. It can only make you look bad and beat you up if you let it. But it's, it's there good. to it's there to teach you. That's that's a teachable moment. That's something that you should learn from. That way going forward, you won't do the same mistake again. Absolutely. Yeah, but I there are people that tell, oh, you you fail, you fail, you fail. You don't know, really know what failure is until you stop. Now that's failing. There it is. That's what it is. When you stop, that's when that's when it's a failure. So yep. um, if it's something that you're not comfortable doing anymore, then I understand that. If it doesn't work for you anymore, then I understand it as well. But if you just stop, you know, yeah, that's something totally different. Yep. All right, young lady. So. Yes, sir. I think we can stop here because I would like for you to get to bed. I know it's past your bedtime. You usually go to bed at 5, oh, 530 in the, after, in the so evening. Considerate. Yes. I'm not ladies and gentlemen. That's mama. That's mama dude, 536 o'clock. She, she, ladies and gentlemen, she is not telling the truth. I called her one day at 630 and she cussed me out. She said, it's her bedtime. <laughs> she said, don't ever. She said, nigga, don't you ever. Call me at the 630 in, in life again. Cuss me out, cuss my dog out, cuss out everybody. But, ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of this podcast. This is Full Profits Podcast with my guest, Demetra Woodard. And remember the mission statement when you're striving for greatness. God never puts you in the driver's seat if it's taken. Have a good one.